Matter of fact, what's your name? Andrew. Andrew. Jamil. Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. Route running, Chris. Is showing out. He is six for six right now. Andrew Jamil. That boy went to Stonehill College. And that boy's getting a check in. Six for six. I go Edelman slash West Welcome. What's up? Welcome back. Season two, episode two of the Three Step Drop Podcast. Got a great guest in store. We got Andrew Jamil joining us. NFL free agent, current wide receiver for the Glacier Boys, Quavo's team over in the fan controlled football league. He was awesome. Great, great dude. Love to have him. Before we get there, going to talk a little bit of NFL quarterbacks. It was a big news day today, obviously, this morning with the news of Cam Newton coming back to the Patriots. Talk a little bit about that. Talk a little bit about the quarterback cycle. And then next episode, we'll join back. We got a new cast member joining. Can't wait. He's hilarious. He's awesome. Great NFL fan. Really smart. Played defensive back in college. Coaching now. He's a great dude. Pumped to get him onto the three-step drop team. But first... Let's dive into my good friend, Cameron Newton. So this morning, Patriots come out, announced that they were going to be signing Cam Newton to a one-year deal. Everyone was freaking out at first. It was a $14 million deal. It's really not. So that, that would be the first thing I would say is it's essentially a three-and-a-half-year deal where he's going to get one-and-a-half base. He's going to get $2 million more in signing bonus. And so essentially, if – for whatever reason, things don't pan out before the season. The Patriots could technically cut bait with Cam Newton at three and a half million dollars and not be on the hook for anymore. But that's not what this is about. Really, I think it's just about creating stability. First thing, there's two things really that I thought of when I saw it. First of all, timing is extremely important. In this, I think, with free agency coming up on Wednesday, you have to take a look at. There is currently an empty quarterback seat. You know, I don't think that this hampers the Patriots. Actually, I think this adds flexibility for their plans at quarterback. Now you can go ahead and grab a kid in the second or third round, whether it's you want Kellen Mond from A&M or Jamie Newman from Wake Forest or Kyle Trask from Florida, or there's guys in the third, fourth round. Shane Bouchelle is really good. Um, you know, Ian Book, Sam Allinger, a lot of guys that could be potential fits in those mid rounds for the Patriots that you're not tied to just Cam Newton. I think the plan has to be go get a young quarterback that can compete with Cam because you can't just roll with Cam coming into coming into next year. I think just based on what you saw last year and without knowing if he's really fixed all the things that really weren't right last year, but bringing it back three and a half million dollars. It is a good deal. I know people don't want to hear about good deals when you have $62 million, but you know, this is kind of the reality that you put yourself in at the quarterback position, but look, I'll lay it out. When you look at 2020 in a vacuum of just statistics, it was, it was really ugly. It was hard to watch. There were times when even in games that we won against the New York jets on a third and eight, we had to settle for a field goal because he throws a drag because his, his hips are extremely tight. His base was too wide all year. He struggled at times to recognize the blitz from his right and his left. There were times that, it just seemed like something was off. And so, you know, the hope is you bring him back team friendly deal, create some stability at the quarterback position that, you know, hopefully I'm tired of the excuses. I'm not interested in people want to talk about out, you know, obviously he had COVID extremely serious, but 
COVID's not an excuse for him when really he was mechanically flawed throughout the year. People talk about lack of practice and he wasn't the same before and after. He wasn't right from week three against Vegas. So, you know, I don't know if I'm totally buying that. But really, I think it's all about timing. Wednesday, when the Patriots have to go call wide receivers and tight ends, and it's Curtis Samuel and Allen Robinson and tight ends, it's Hunter Henry and Gerald Everett and Janu Smith and whoever else. Andrew, we'll talk about it a little later on, but one of the first things they're going to ask is, who's playing quarterback for you? And so what this move does, biggest thing that it does for New England Patriots, New England Patriots fans is now you have an answer. It's, well, you know, right now we have Cam and Cam's our guy. He's getting more comfortable. He's going to feel better. He's going to work out, you know, his mechanical flaws that he had last year. But at least now you have a guy in the chair, a guy that guys connect with and guys that guys love to play with. I mean, people love to play with Cam still. He's great leader, grinds on and off the field. So at least now you have somebody sitting in the chair hey, you can tell the wide receivers, hey, we have Cam, but it, we're not done at the position. So you can still address it in the draft and still address it down the line. I don't see Mariota or Bridgewater or Garoppolo or one of these players shaking loose from a different team and the Patriots being in on them. I think it's going to be Cam and a young guy, but I don't think it's as as truly – panicked you know I, I know some people are excited about it but I've seen equally as much people that are af, you know afraid to to come back with Cam Newton as their quarterback and you know after last year rightfully so but you know the hope is that you know he's going to dedicate himself and get with the quarterback's coach and you know fix his hips and you know his feet and he really just start reading the game like he did a few years ago that's the hope but as bad a timing as the Cam Newton thing was today, Tom Brady had another opportunity to just throw an absolute sweet chin music in the direction of Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick. And on the day that they bring back Cam Newton, Tom Brady extends through 2022. It'll make him 46 when he finishes playing with Tampa Bay. If he is done after that contract, actually it was the first quarterback. This is, this is unbelievable to me. The first quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to reach his second contract. That feels like a joke to me. It's unbelievable. But for that news to come out today, I mean, what a kick in the pants to the Patriots. But honestly, it's unbelievable. It just kind of shows you that, you know, the economic structure that everyone loved about the Patriots for a long time, you know, it takes two to tango. You need the quarterback to be able to restructure and move money into signing bonus and into different places and, you know, Tom continues to show why he's one of the best leaders and team guys around there because, I mean, cleared up another $19 million. They're going to bring back Shaq Barrett. They're going to bring back Chris Godwin, a wide receiver. They're going to bring back the whole crew. And they are, unlike Cam Newton said, I know he said run it back. Don't run it back because you went 7-9 last year. Tom Brady and the Bucks are in up. That is literally running it back. So excited for Tom Brady, excited for the Buccaneers. Excited for the potential of the Patriots moving forward. But what a news day for the New England Patriots to have both of those come down. Uh, you know, Tommy's calculated. He knows what he's doing. I don't think it was an accident that his news came out today. But, you know, good stuff for him. But without further ado, let's get to it. Let's welcome Andrew Jamil in. Let's get him on the horn and let's get it rolling. Let's do it. <laughs> 
Here we go. Welcome back. Three-Step Job Podcast, episode two of season two. We got current wide receiver for the Glacier Boys, Stonehill College legend, uh, any 10 future Hall of Fame candidate. And as of the end of these playoffs for the Fan Control Football League, NFL free agent for your favorite NFL team, we're absolutely stoked to welcome in my guy, Andrew Jamil. Welcome, dude. Yes, sir, man. Appreciate you having me. I'm excited. Yeah, appreciate it, dude. You know, it's, and it's circulating around. You know, I'm, I missed one accolade. Mr. Route Tree is one that I missed. We haven't gotten to talk about it. What's, what's the backstory? Are you getting that name circulating around the, the league? It kind of is, dude. We got uh, this, like, celebrity, um, like, barber guy here. You know what I mean? Like, we have, like, a bunch of shows that the FCF does. One of them is, like, a barber shop, right? I'm going around there getting my hair cut, and, like, he just gives people nicknames. And he's like, man, I've heard so much about you. I heard you run you know, the best routes. He's like, I'm going to just start calling you the route tree. I'm like, damn, I never heard that one before. That's kind of a crazy nickname. So it kind of stuck. And you know, a lot of the guys think it's funny. They call me the route tree. So I like it. It's a good that's, nickname. That's lit. I love it, dude. Yeah. So for a little background for people. So I uh, actually got to play against Andrew a bunch of times in college. Was a lot of fun to watch. Luckily, you know, I'm, I'm on the offensive side of the ball. Didn't have to deal with it. But just in his, in his four years at Stonehill, with one of them being – you know, a little bit of a scheme change, 308 receptions, 3,639 yards, 30 touchdowns. You know, you got too good after your freshman year, but you you still had a year with 300 return yards too. So if the scouts are looking for some returnage, you know, you can do that as well. Um, even, <laughs> even in this league, in college, one-on-one matchups, you shred them everywhere you go. And, you know, I don't think that league – even Division Two gets enough credit for, you know, the guys you went against. People say, oh, you know, lack, Definitely of, com- not. lack of competition. I mean, if you remember, or you might not have been in the league yet, my freshman year playing against University of New Haven, the linebackers legitimately were University of Indiana transfer, University of Pitt yeah. transfer, University yeah. of Iowa, and they had like Temple. Their, and Their quarterback was nasty. Yeah, it's like the, the amount of talent in the league. And um, Deontay, you know, we, we talked about Deontay it. Harris. Yep, Deontay Harris, that's fun to watch him on Sundays. It's like, you know, he returned a punt against us at home. Um, you know, Jake Carlock, we talked about a little bit. You, you got a little story on on Jake Carlock, played linebacker for the Giants. He was he was a beast. Yeah. Yeah, he was different. Yeah, bro, now there's definitely some talent in D2. I mean, if you can play, you can play. So that's kind of, you know, that's where people are like, you know, well – D2, this, that, it's like, you know, you've, you've proven through this, through this month and a half with the fan control football league, that's like, you know, I don't care who's against me, yo, it's one-on-one, like you said, it's, it's the road tree, dog. Um, yes. <laughs> talk a little bit about, um, you know, Stonehill a little bit, the two schools that I went to, um, is pretty funny, I man, they kind of had like good little distaste for Stonehill Merrimack. They were, you know, really competitors. And then, um, you know, when I ended up at St. A's, they were like, hey, it's cool. We got this trophy game we play for with Stonehill. And then I showed up, up, AJ, and I realized that we hadn't won it yet. So is it like, you know, I I don't want, I don't want to, you know, those are my guys over there, but you know, what's the deal with the bronze Hawk, dude? Bronze Hawks electric, dude. That's a game we look forward to every year. Um, I feel like it's usually earlier in the season. So, like, the triple you know, OT team hasn't really found their identity yet, maybe. So, really, anything can happen, bro. It doesn't matter. You know better 
better than anybody. Like the any ten is is crazy, dude. Anyone can beat anyone, and anyone can lose to anyone. So I mean, playing against St. Nays, dude, that was always a competitive game. Um, but yeah, all four years we didn't lose the hawk. There was some pressure going into it because every year they would remind us how many years in a row we won it. I think it was like well, they ten years run. running. My freshman year, it was ten years running. I think. So it was some pressure, but I mean, the boys in purple got it done. <laughs> boys in purple, Dude, man. No credit. I got a story. My senior year at St. A's, um, it was second game of the year. When St. A's, so we were on our sideline, the guest sideline. We came out, and then St. A's does their little intro. They come running out, and instead of going to their sideline, they ran to the middle of the field, like kind of beyond midfield, and started walking towards our sideline as an entire team, just talking shit, like helmets off, like yelling. We're like, what the, <laughs> like, she was crazy, but we ended up beating them, but that's how they came out. So they brought some intensity. It was fun. I mean, I, I love the boys saying, it's credit to coach Adam. They're, they're turning around, but um, yeah. dude, th those, those games were so fun. It's like, you know, as having played it, you know, on the other side of the conference is like, you know, I got in, it's like, it's a, it is a trophy game, but you know, St. A's got to win the trophy eventually, man. You, you can't have a trophy without ever owning it. So, you know. I know. So, it's weird, though. Like, I, you would think that how close the games are that we wouldn't yeah. want it so many times consecutively, you know? I mean, like we were talking about earlier, we wanted triple overtime, you know? It's some crazy games. That game was nuts. But just give a, yeah. a quick shout-out because, you know, Eli, he was your head coach. Eli Gardner's done a literally an awesome job over there. Talk a little bit about – um, you know, to to outsiders, what that kind of dig culture, you know, DIG, what that's all about. And, um, you know, obviously a lot of respect for that program, playing against them and kind of, you know, give a little shout what, what Stonehill is all about. Yeah, dig. That was uh, that was our thing. Stands for discipline, intellect and grit. And those are the three things we try to focus on. Uh, it's funny because I was recruited by Coach Tally. Um, who was a coach at Stonehill for a while. He, he was a uh, former NFL coach. He used to coach for the Niners. So he had been at Stonehill for a while, and he really turned that program around. He recruited me, and then a couple weeks, or I'd say a month before uh, my freshman year training camp, he decided to retire. So then Gardner came in, and, I mean, we didn't really miss a beat. Um, Gardner's he's, he's really smart. He, he's a defensive guy, so he was the defensive coordinator, and, I mean, he did a great job. He's a good dude. But, yeah. Dig, that was our thing. Discipline, intellect, and grit. I love it. And you had one – well, you had an incompletion, I think it was your freshman, sophomore year, but then you had one touchdown pass your senior year. What, what was that play call? My senior year, the touchdown pass? Oh, yeah. That was um, – it was just a jet sweep, and the receiver on the front side gave it a stock block for two seconds and then went up the sideline. Um, Is it a big moment? A lot, dude. I can throw dimes, by the way. <laughs> I'm a good quarterback. I'm not lying. Did they trust you in a big spot? Um, yeah, they, or was it kind of a kind of a blowout at the time? Dude, the the touchdown pass. Yeah, that was, was it, a big... it was 28. It was it was against Bentley, our rival. Fourth quarter, like two minutes left. We're down 28-20. So I threw that touchdown pass to make it 28-26. The two point conversion. They call an end around pass. So I have to throw it again. I come around the corner, dude. The quarterback is locked up at the front pylon. Receivers locked up at the back pylon. So I just tucked in and ran it in. Tie game. We ended up losing game-winning field goal, but the touchdown pass was sweet. Good for the stories.
So, yeah. uh, you know, so obviously you finish up last year, 2020, planning for a pro day, COVID comes up, boom, right out of nowhere on your doorstep. No Sucks. pro days. Um, you know, a little, I, I mentioned it as much as I can because I, I said it last year and I'm hoping that this year is a little better. Last year was the least amount of FCS and D2 players ever selected or signed, which, you know, obviously speaks to a lack of interviews with, with guys that don't have as much exposure. But honestly, like, it feels a little lazy to me on the scouts part, kind of, you know, hopefully we can turn that thing around this year. And I think, you know, I just watched North Dakota State's Pro Day today and, you know, there's some different ones going on. Um, you know, what was that kind of like yeah. as – as COVID hit and I, you know, you were playing for the Holy, I believe you're going to go down to Holy Cross and go to their pro day. And what was, yeah. what was kind of that all like as you were prepping for the NFL draft? I mean, so I was grinding for months, dude, after our season ending, getting ready for this pro day. Um, it's funny, dude. Cause like I was the only one in my class that was trying to pursue uh, football after our senior year ended. So all my boys, you know, are going out Thursday, Friday night, you know, just, senior year second semester dude and meanwhile I just got my head down grinding you know but um I wasn't too worried about it I'm like you know what this pro day is gonna pay off um and I was one week out one week out from my pro day when um COVID really got bad that was like when like the Rudy Gobert thing happened he got it and then yeah. like the whole NBA shut down and then it just became like a real thing you know um but yeah I was training at Exceed exceed uh sports performance in in mass and i was going to go to holy cross to do the pro day and then hopefully so i had talked to a couple cfl teams i had an agent at the time i don't right now but uh basically they the a couple teams in the cfl particularly montreal um they were like you know you got great film from college you got great stats as long as you put together a decent pro day then i don't see why we wouldn't at least invite you to mini camp so that was the only thing i needed to hear you know what i mean mm. Pro Day got canceled, CFL got canceled, XFL got canceled. So it sucked, dude. I I mean, I felt sorry for myself for like maybe a week or two. And then I just kind of realized that this whole COVID thing wasn't going anywhere. But eventually there would be some opportunities that would present themselves. And I feel like the whole time that I was good enough to play with anybody. So that's, like I said, all I needed for myself just to keep going and keep training. Um, so I... I just kept on the lookout and I saw a couple free agent showcases in front of some NFL scouts that were being held like across the country. Dude, I went to San Diego and did one just to get some film in front of some scouts. And uh, I met, I met uh, DeAndre Francois, the old quarterback from Florida state. I met him there. We exchanged numbers. A couple weeks later, he texted me about the FCF because his agent put him onto that. And now I'm here. So it's crazy. I mean, it was that whole spring and summer was tough dude, because it was just such limited opportunities, you know? Yeah, no doubt about it. And honestly, that's this and this is kind of where we ended up. You know, you get the opportunity. Let's talk some some FCF. Um, for for people that don't know, it's a it's really cool, kind of beaten to their their own drum, a new league. It's we talked about it a little earlier. It's really controlled a lot by the fans calling plays. Um, you know, they're having involvement in the drafts and really get their, yeah. their fingerprints on the whole thing. I think they got I so it was over a million views on on Twitch last week on its own. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is, this is a cool ass league. Um, and you're, you're playing for Quavo's team. It's like, that's freaking yeah. dope. dude. That's, that's the thing too, is the, the owners are all big name people. You know, we got Quavo, Richard Sherman, Marshawn Lynch. Um, 
Bob Menery, Austin Eckler, and I mean, tons more. There's so that, that right away gets people's attention. You know what I mean? They're hyping it up on their social media. They're getting people involved. Um, and they put a lot of money into this thing. And I mean, it's going well so far. They also brought in some really good talent. You know, if you look at the roster for this FCF, um, every person in this league has either played in the NFL already, played in the CFL, just played in the XFL, or were big time division one players. And then the small percentage of D2 and D3 guys that play in this league were studs where they came from. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So there are some dudes that can ball. We got Johnny, we got a uh, Johnny Menzel, Josh Gordon, Robert Turbin, uh, the running back from Seattle. He's playing tomorrow. So the FCF is going about the right way, but we're getting tons of viewers. And I mean, it's been fun. Yeah, it's, it's been cool. And it's been pretty crazy. Just kind of see, I mean, guys getting swapped in and out. Um, you know, you've had consistently one of your quarterbacks, Dave Pendell has been there, but you've had, you know, like you said, Deandre Francois joined the team and you've had, you know, you had Crouch at a point and you had different, quarterbacks um yeah if you got yeah. a franchise tagged at one point what's 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 the deal with the tag and so I feel like they kind of made the rules up as they started going because this is season one <laughs> so they've been feeling stuff out so they announced franchise tags a lot of the owners uh picked their franchise tags um Quavo and David Pindell knew each other so that was kind of his boy he brought him in and franchise tagged him which is which is cool Marshawn Lynch franchise tagged his cousin who plays receiver in this league was good. Um, then they announced that every week through week four, there'd be a new franchise tag. So going into the playoffs, there would be four guys that were franchise tagged to each team. Um, so I don't, do you know who destroying is that YouTuber? Have you heard of him? I was, I was going to ask about him because I know I had read if, you know, you didn't have a choice, but if, you could, you were open because of your relationship with him to join the Glacier Boys. What's yeah. kind of that connection? So Francois sent me uh, the workout in Atlanta. He's like, yo, there's this new league. Um, I'm going to go try out. Um, he's like, regardless of if I play in the league or not, it's good film at the workout. There's good competition there. He's like, he's like, I'm going to go. So I'm like, all right, DeAndre Francois is telling me to go to this workout. I'm definitely going to go. Yeah. So I went down there and kids are like, yeah, Yo, uh, you know, that kid destroys here. I'm like, I had heard of him. I, I've seen some of his YouTube videos. I know he's got like a couple million uh, subscribers or whatever. So he's, um, you know, uh, established himself as like one of the better YouTubers in the game. He shows up for this tryout because he's a partial owner of the Glacier Boys. And, you know, he's got his camera. He's doing his thing. I went up to him off the camera and I said, I said, just, just keep an eye on me out there today, bro. No one's going to cover me. And he's like, all right, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll keep an eye on you. So, like, right away, bro, I just started going crazy. I went, like, I, I started out in one-on-ones. I went 10 for 10. And so, I, I you know, what I mean, he kind of put me on the map. I don't know if you saw the YouTube video he posted. Yeah. But, like, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I got done I with it. Like, was... I'm talking to my boys. I'm like, yo, he was filming stuff. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be in the video. They're like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> sure enough, he drops a video. And it's, like, most of it's just, like, my highlights. I mean, he's just hyping me up. So that was super cool that he kind of put me on. He got me, he got me uh, some exposure, which is cool. So yeah. And then after the first game, uh, I had it. So he kind of put me on the map for the Glacier Boys. Like a lot of the fans wanted me to get tagged by them. Um, so after that first game, I got the franchise tag, which is cool. Yeah. I, oh, I I've seen the video. I'll I'll post it too. He's losing his mind. He's like, this dude is twelve for twelve. <laughs> yeah. I told him ahead of time. I'm like, bro, just, 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 just keep an eye on 39. They put me in number 39. So 
<laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. What are the, what are the practices kind of like? Cause like what it's a, it's a 50 yard field and it's not like arena. So there's no board. So it's kind of just like, you know, and obviously the fans are calling the play. So what, like, what the heck are you guys practicing? Is just kind of basic concepts and. I mean, we, we got to practice. We, we, we practice hard. Dude. Training camp was a grind. It was like two to three weeks of double sessions every day. Um, part of that being because the coaching staff here is legit. I mean, my receivers coach here has three Super Bowl rings with the Dallas Cowboys, you know? So, um, but the one thing they said is that since it's a fan control league, um, whatever plays that the fans call, we got to be able to run them how they want them. You know what I mean? They don't want us doing our own shit. Um, and there's a lot of stuff we had to practice. You know what I mean? So we got to make sure that we got the playbook down. And the thing is, is a lot of our routes are option routes based off of the defense. So I got one route if it's man-to-man. If I come off the ball and I see it's cover three, I got to curl. If I see it's cover two, I got to go down the middle. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of stuff we got to practice and a lot of repetition because, I mean, we don't all play on the same team every week, a lot of guys. So we got to be able to have that chemistry with other players because week to week you could have a different quarterback, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Challenges when you, you know, you don't know who's going to be playing Q. And luckily, you know, Dave is there every week. But that's that's fun, dude. That's kind of the challenge of, of this league, I guess, is, you know, you know, fans will control it. And then from there, it's, it's in you guys' hand. Um, it's up to us to make the plays, right? We're the ones that got to make it exciting. Exactly. And then so yeah. from there, one other thing, really, honestly, my favorite part about really the whole league is talk a little bit about the, the PATs and the field goals and kind of what goes on with those in the uh, fan control football league. Yeah, so – so there's there's no kicking game. So instead of uh, instead of a PAT, it's a it's a one on one receiver versus DB, running back versus linebacker, tight end versus linebacker, safety. Um, and I mean, it is what it is. We just line up, get a route. If you catch it, you get the point. If you don't, you don't get the point. So, I mean, I think that's a lot of fun. Uh, it's exciting. It gets chippy. Um, no offense to kickers, but I just feel like it's a lot more exciting than a PAT. So I think that's something some league should think about doing, dude. Dude, it's it is electric, you know. And you, yeah, I'll we'll post it. You AJ caught a game-winning touchdown, literally on a one-on-one, and it was yeah. badass. It was like that's the way to go yeah. out. Like injecting Crazy. hockey style, you know, kind of shootout play is like, and you know, it got yeah. me thinking. So it was like, all right, I was I was in the car when I first learned about the one-on-ones, and I was like, that is awesome. And I was thinking, yeah. first thing I thought of was like Sunday night football in LA all of a sudden you got the game on the line after overtime and we can call out DeAndre Hopkins to go against Jalen Ramsey for the win like is there anything more electric than that crazy crazy and they're important too because I mean they happen every single every single there's a chance you're gonna lose the game because they're so important in this league a lot of times down to who who makes their conversions. Yeah, without without a doubt. Are there any – we lost you there a little bit, but is there any one-on-ones that you would love like love to see at the next level? That's like, you know, obviously you get a, a D-hop and Ramsey, maybe Steph Gilmore yeah. and Julio. Any any two guys that you really respect that you'd love to see with the game online? Two of my favorite receivers. Or receiver, right now, receiver, like. receiver, receiver DB. Yeah. I like Stephon Diggs at receiver. He's a route runner. You know, he's good. He can ball. 
I would say him. I would say him versus our boy JC Jackson, maybe. Ooh. I Love think that. Diggs might get him, but JC's good, dude. JC, he's going to get paid, I think, by the Patriots. So I like JC Jackson a lot. I do too. Um, let's, let's, you know what? Let's, let's do it because you're a Cape Cod guy. You're Ma- yeah. played college in Massachusetts. Yep. Talked about it a little bit before this about, you know, just kind of, it's been a big news day for the Pats with, with Cam Newton coming out. So a, a big thing when that first drop, the first thing that I thought of um, was timing and nobody really thinking about timing. So free agency coming up next Wednesday, as you know, NFL free agent, Bill Belichick, check the tape. It's really not hard. Here's, here's your, you know, you acknowledge that you have receiver issues. You acknowledge you need help for Cam Newton and the young kid you get. Here's a guy here. This guy can play. So he'll be available after they win the fan control football league. So give him a call. He doesn't have an agent. I'm his new agent, but we'll get, our people will talk to each other, but um, I got you. So next Wednesday with free agency coming in and I kind of, first thing I thought about was, you know, who's going to fill the chair when you have, you know, like we said, they need receiver help. If you're going to bring in Curtis Samuel, are you going to bring in Allen Robinson or a tight end or whoever? As a receiver, kind of speak to it. The first thing you're going to ask if Cam Newton was not on contract, who's playing quarterback? And that's like youth, high school. I'm sure when you got the fan control football league, like naturally as a receiver, you're going to look. It's like, not that it matters. You're going to do your thing, but it's like, hey, who's playing quarterback? Oh, no, it matters. Exactly. So, you know, it's for them. In my opinion, that's the most important position in football. Exactly. But so that's kind of what I mean is, you know, and by the way, people are freaking out about $14 million. This Cam Newton contract is three and a half million dollars. It's one and a half base um, with his, with his two signing bonus. So, and the playoff incentives are tied into making the playoffs, winning NFL MVP, Super Bowl MVP, winning a Super Bowl. So, you know, if, if that tells you where the Patriots are at with Cam Newton, you know, they're not exactly sinking a ton of money in, but just right. the timing wise, what do you think for teams in the NFL and kind of, I guess the bears are kind of in a similar situation. If you're a receiver and you take a look at a team where they don't have a quarterback, at least the Patriots now, in my opinion, can be like, Hey, we have Cam Newton be patient with us. Now we have flexibility. We can go get a kid in the second or third round, whatever it is. Yeah. If you're a receiver, do you look at a team that doesn't have a planet quarterback, Houston Texans, and it's like, does that make you skeptical if you're a big-time free agent? If I was a big-time free agent? Big time. Yeah, yeah you're, Alan, you're yeah. Alan Robinson right now. Oh, shit. If I'm Okay, okay. If I'm Alan Robinson, yeah, that definitely does. Because, I mean, in college, we talked about it a little bit earlier, I had a great quarterback. Uh, my first two years, my production, um, not only mine, but the offense production as a whole was great. My junior year, we had some problems at quarterback and we went two and eight. And that was one of the worst years of football that I think a lot of guys on our team um, went through. So, like I said, I think quarterback's the most important position on a team. Because, um, I mean, as a football player, dude, like a lot of us, we, we just care about winning, you know. So I want to. I would want to go somewhere that has a really established quarterback and is good, or maybe a young rookie that has a lot of potential, you know. But if I was talking for myself, 
Yeah, exactly. I'll go anywhere and anywhere. Yes. For the, <laughs> yes, for the record, for all 32 NFL teams that I know are listening to this, Andrew Jamil right. will play for any NFL team, and he will dominate the league. So let let the record show that. Um, no, I'm I'm excited. You know, as and I I think I'm sure it's the same for you. And you can talk about it. Kind of the more you the further you get in your football career and the more you know people that have either played for different organizations, coached for different yeah. organizations, as much as both of us being New England guys, you know, the fandom kind of starts to get a little loose where it's like now when I was a kid, it's like, oh, New York Jets, you know, like screw those guys. It's like now I got, I got friends that have played for the Jets and, you know, right. different stuff like that. Where are you at with, you know, kind of where you're at fandom wise and when you watch the games uh i mean obviously i'm 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 patriots mm-hmm. um i'm always gonna root for the patriots but i mean now that you know i'm a free agent and i think there's a possibility i could get um a tryout with an nfl team or maybe even make a practice squad or a roster um yeah i i, I wouldn't mind playing for the jets at all you know what i mean if that's, that's what you're asking. yeah that's what i mean that's what I mean. Nah, dude, if I can if I can play football for a living and be able to like inspire kids, dude, and I'm having fun with it and like I said I'm making some money and it's uh, I mean that's that's a dream come true, you know. Yeah. We appreciate you, man. You're you're doing it right now, man. I mean the can you believe it the fan pages or the Andrew Jamil fan pages and I know. It's funny, dude. It's funny. It's crazy. <laughs> that's the thing with the FCF, dude. There's so many fans that like love the league, dude. They're obsessed with it. So like they make me feel like I'm in the NFL, you know? <laughs> I love it, man. Well, yeah. deserve everything that's coming, dude, and appreciate you, but we'll let you go. Uh, tune in tomorrow. Is you guys the 8 o'clock time slot? Yeah, yeah, we're 8 o'clock against the Beasts. we got Robert Turbin, Quentin Flowers. going to be a good game. There you go. And you then championship for next week, so hopefully we're in there. Yes, sir. Yep. 8 o'clock on Twitch. Catch AJ, the route tree. Wide receiver for the Glacier Boys, NFL free agent. This is my guy, man. Check him out. Um, bit really big things coming in the future. We appreciate you. Oh, as always, AJ. Yeah, man, no doubt. Appreciate you having me on. If we get this win, uh, if we get this win tomorrow, I might have to hop back on and check in before the championship next week. Yes, sir. 100%. We'll get Dave Pendell on and maybe we can yeah, get dude, Quavo yeah. on here. Wow. We can definitely <laughs> do that. We'll make we'll get the happen. boys. We'll get the boys. All, All right, right, man. Appreciate you. Good luck, dude. I'll talk. Hi, brother. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Peace. Later.